become increasingly in inhabitable, inhabitable. What? Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, episode 56, Australia's most on-time and beautifulest gaming podcast. It is Tuesday. No, it's not. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of July. I am your host, Zach Jackson, and I'm joined, as usual, by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello. And Tasmanian's finest vacuumist. Adam Ryan. Now, I haven't been on the podcast for the last couple of weeks, and I'm glad you've touched on that because I've actually had a death in the family. Um, my Dyson a few weeks ago stopped sucking, and it was uh, it was a rough time. All is well now. I got a new battery, but just straight off the bat, if I seem a little down, it's that that's why. Also, Man, that blows. How um, how much does a a vac a vac bat cost? <laughs> Well, usually it's about 75 bucks, but I gave the old Dyson folks a call and it was mm. about a month or two out of warranty, but they sent me a free one anyway. Oh, mate. How's the service? Yeah. you got to love that. Did you yep. give them a, a good review on Procure? Gave them a bloody on stellar your... review. Yeah? Absolutely stellar. Nice. But no, we're back in action. All is well. Don't you forget to your, your, your back in action? Oh yeah, got a clean floor. Oh mate, she is tip top at the moment. You can How eat long off did it, it uh, did it stay dirty for? Ah, uh, so I have, I do have another vacuum, but it's it's old as shit, and the like it's one of the um, just like push along ones, like the stand up ones, the old school ones, and the bottom of it doesn't they actually. Don't, don't you push them all? Like no, like you know, like the. You plug it Was into it, the wall. You... Is it like one of those old school like lawnmowers that you got like like a like a push lawnmower? Yeah, it's a ride on. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but the bottom of it doesn't work. You have to use the the stick, and right. the only attachment is I'd say maybe like ten centimeters wide. And I had to vacuum my whole house with that, and it was fucking dreadful. Uh, can I just say, only you would have a backup vacuum. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you've got to be what? prepared for these situations. Why don't you hire Jim? No, mate, I'm I'm coming for his business. Hmm. Uh, speaking of, I got a new vacuum myself this week. Oh, I can't have any claim to um to buying it because I just well I didn't. I came home and there and there was a new vacuum, so we uh palmed off the uh, Kmart jobby and we uh, got a Electrolux. I think it is. Is that the brand? Uh, looks that way. How is it, mate? It looks it looks pretty schmick. Uh, yeah, no, it looks looks good. I haven't used it. Uh, oh. I'm not a dirty rat like you, mate. So, all right. That... <laughs> My floors don't. And, don't and get this, this is this is why Adam doesn't come to the podcast that much anymore because he just he just cops it from you. Yeah, I get this kind of fucking disrespect about vacuums, mate. Come on. Well, it's that fourth chair. Like that fourth chair just 
it's the it's right in front of the blowtorch, mate. You just got to cop it. Oh, it's like it. It has a removable dustbuster, mate. That's a good looking machine. You talking about mine? Yeah. Okay, actually, there is speaking. Remember when we said that one. this was going to be like a short podcast? <laughs> yeah, what is? Yeah, Kieran, that was before um, I, I knew we were going to have like a, an hour long discussion about vacuums, mate. Strap but, in. Okay, so lay with me here for a minute because when I'm in bed, so uh, <laughs> get it off with your vacuum. Our bedroom door is open, right, and the the vac stands like sort of like like on the wall opposite, like so sorry, like parallel to the door. Um, right. and it does I've never seen this b- before but then again I've not really had many vacuums um, as, at least like expensive like this but uh, it charges up I believe right um, and it fucking flashes white this bright white light every like <laughs> fucking 10 minutes or something so I'll be like laying in bed and then all of a sudden I'll think like ET's fucking coming into my lounge room but it's just it's just the vacuum like lighting up and then I'll go back to sleep. But as I'm sort of dozing off, because I'm quite a light sleeper, uh, even like sound and just light as well. So I'll see this light and I'll, yeah. Not a so, fan, hang mate. on. Let me, let me just get this straight. You've said that, so it's in your lounge room, but you sleep mm. with the door open. Mm. Close your fucking door. Mate, I'll get like a hot box. I'd love a hot box. Do you actually sleep with the door open? That's interesting. Yeah, mate. Well, if robbers are going to come in, I want to be alert. Uh, you are the two lads. What's the yeah. door situation for the bedroom? <laughs> Doors open uh, or closed, mate? Open, absolutely. Yeah, I really? can't even afford a door. Why would you? Who? Why would you shut the door? Like, do you? you... <laughs> Jordan doesn't have a door. <laughs> <laughs> why shut yeah, the mate. door if you're not? If there's no one to like, yeah, keep out. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I- Okay, no, look, fair enough. You got me there. See, I keep my window open, so I keep the door open as well to have a constant breeze going through. Hmm. Nice I understand. Cool. If no, I did that in Tassie, I would literally die. I'd freeze. I understand really? Adam's motivation because, like, based on what you just said about your vacuum, Zach, I reckon Adam's, like, whole house lights up every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's sentient, mate. It'd walk in on me. Um, <laughs> Roomba just, like, comes in and, like, climbs into bed with you. <laughs> Dra- drags, drags Adam's face on the floor. How do you like it, huh? hell that is role playing um okay let's talk video games uh what have there's actually been quite a few games that have come out this all i think quite quite a few games that have come out in the past week um ghost of tsushima's been out for uh, like what five days now adam you were hell-bent on uh getting it you've got it Absolutely. Was he? He was Um, never here when we had the news to discuss about it. Yeah, true. Um, (sighs) Jordan, you've been playing it. I've been, I've started it. You've put it in your PS4. Look, I'm I'm proud of you, Zach. That's further than you get with most games. (laughs) But there's also been uh, Necro Barista, which launched today. I think it's tonight. Uh, Tonight. Like as Um, as of recording, yeah. Um. Yes, no, no, it's July 2022. Yeah, like 11.59? Oh, sorry, as of recording, sorry. I got confused with that as of, you know, the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, out, that's a, a, a Melvin May game. Uh, Kieran, have you played much of that? Um, no, I meant to play some tonight, oh. but I mm. have not got around to it. 
long time. Well, I've played a tiny bit of that as well. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that. And then yeah, there's a couple of re- re- review games, maybe only one actually to talk about. Uh, Kieran, you want to kick us off with what you've been playing? Uh, yeah, sure. I have uh, started a lot of things and <laughs> not gotten very far with any of them. <laughs> Um, That's the way. Yep. Learning from so, Zach, I see. Yeah. Um, I uh, I started playing Paper Mario. I'm about oh. an hour into that. Um, I started playing a couple of games that aren't out yet that I don't know if I can talk about and got about 15 minutes into each of them. No. Um, oh, no. Yeah. No, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, like maybe three games um, that I can't talk about. Um, and I played maybe <laughs> like an hour more of Watch Dogs Two, and that's about all I've played. Hmm. Okay. Are you, are you still are you further in Watch Dogs Two than what you were previously? Oh yeah. Pre- last time I played yeah, okay. almost none of it, so um, oh, nice. I'm actually like you know in in a groove with it now. Uh, yeah, I actually really enjoy it. Mm. The characters are really cool too. Like it, it the just... characters are really good. The writing is really good. Mm. Um, and like something I wasn't sort of aware of from having played it last time, but like so much of the game is just like light puzzle solving about how to get up to like tops of buildings and like mm. kind of find shit. I really like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Uh, Jordan, we're going to roll with probably the usuals, but what else have you been playing? The usuals? Yeah. Uh... But so, I have been mixing up a bit because, you know, there is Ghost of Tsushima that I've been playing. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, I've been playing Death Stranding on PC. Mm. Um, and then I, there was another one I played today, actually, because a new update for it came out. Temtem. Mm. The new content. Oh, I still for, haven't played that. Yeah, the new content update came out today. So I uh, spent some time with that. It was good fun. But, uh, mm. yeah, oh, Ooblets. That's another one I started. Oh, Sorry, yeah. just to interject there. <laughs> um, and played like an hour of as well. And that's awesome. I really love it. And that's um, early access here. Or it's, come yeah, it's access? nuts. It's just come out yeah. in early access um, yeah. on PC and Xbox One. You, did you get it on PC? I got it on Xbox. Oh. Yeah. Um, there you go. So yeah, which is why I haven't played much of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, Jordan, we'll talk about those uh, Death Stranding and Ghost in a minute. Uh, Adam, what have, I suppose you've just been playing Ghost or you've been playing anything else? Pretty much just Ghost. I've also jumped back into Overwatch for a little bit oh, as well. Wow, dude. Yuck. Okay, all oh, right. Didn't realize that was going to be met with such hostility. That's okay. Wow. Well, yeah, hmm. it's a good time. Lots of new he- heroes. I don't know. What are they called? Are they called heroes? Or do they have another name? Yeah. So I'm Um, super super shit at the game again. Nice. Uh, I'm probably... I'm probably the one that's got the most to talk about. Um, I think. Anyway. Uh, So the new Overwatch... New Overcooked uh, DLC came out last week. Or this week? Last week? This week? This week? Um... It's called Suns Out, Buns Out, I think. Uh, there's a new, yeah, like some levels and that in it. Uh, you cook um, hot dogs and you also make uh, ice cream sundaes, I think. But they're different, I think, than last time. 
uh, yeah, and that's you know, well, it's just more of more overcooked, uh, quite fun. Um, yeah, so um, having fun with that. Still, only I think a couple levels into it because I think the second level took uh, me and Anna quite a while to to finish because yeah, we had some some issues in the kitchen. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's bold of you to play that with your significant other. That game can get all kinds of heated. <laughs> it can. I've played it with Key once, and I've never yelled at someone about tomatoes more than that in my <laughs> life. Wow, you're very passionate about your uh, about your veggies, aren't you, Matt? I yell at people well, about she was tomatoes to the all the time. Station. I heard something, Kieran, about yelling at people about tomatoes. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was just me being stupid. Continue. <laughs> I, I can't wait to actually hear what you say when I edit this, Kieran. <laughs> um, I'm sure to give me a giggle. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. Um, the hot dogs are quite cool. Um, Your hot dog is quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a back of the box quote. The hot dogs are quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Oh. Um, uh, but it's yeah, my review um, of every Donut King ever. Um, oh. <laughs> the, um, um, yuck. Hot dogs are Donut King. You brave man. <laughs> Mate, I'm from WA. Yeah, you can put the hot dog through oh. the donut. Yeah, well, that, that's what I thought. I thought it was like some sort of what? sex talk there for a second. Um, like, who's, yeah, to say, but, um, who's to say it isn't? <laughs> yeah. it's, that's, that's how I came out. I, got my, I, I get my hot dogs at Donut King, everyone. That has to be the the intro, <laughs> probably. Um, okay, yeah. So overcooked, yeah, pretty good fun. Uh, they did announce that it's getting remastered. Uh, no, sorry, there's a remaster coming of, I think it's the one and two coming to next gen in 2020. I did see that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really read the full post about it, but I just saw that it's basically like a remaster um, with some new stuff sprinkled in there uh eleanor one of our writers shout out to eleanor she's got a overcooked three uh piece coming out soon and what what she would like to see in an overcooked three uh so keep an eye out for that hopefully this week if i can get around to finalizing it um i've also played yeah necro barista um that doesn't have hot dogs it doesn't have hot dogs um but i actually played it on apple arcade because that just, uh, a bit like sort of Creeks did with um, its release, it just sort of dropped on Apple Arcade. Like I turned on the iPhone that I got here and it just was like, hey, Creeks is out. I was like, sweet, we just got a review code. It's like embargoed, but sure. Um, yeah, so Necro Brister, yeah, just dropped on Apple Arcade. It's, I mean, my knowledge of visual novels is very limited um it's pretty much only vampire diaries the coitus or whatever the fuck it was called again um (laughs) but that game actually feels like still feels like a game kind of if that makes sense uh because you know you you, like you make choices and that so you kind of direct you know where the game kind of goes with necrobrista i mean i've only played like probably maybe an hour um 
and it's it's very very passive. He just there was one little part of gameplay in that whole entire um, in that one hour. It was basically just walking from one uh, you like in an alleyway, I guess. Uh, you go into the cafe that this is set in, which is called the terminal, um, and yeah, you basically walk a uh, hundred meters of game. Mm. Uh, length and you, you yeah that's pretty much it you interact with the you know like the door or whatever and then you go in and that's it then the, the rest is just basically skipping um, dialogue or not skipping but you know like reading you know, to, <laughs> I didn't to enjoy this game I skipped all the dialogue <laughs> sorry I mean, like, no, to, to continue the dialogue um, yeah it, it makes I don't know if this is a thing on the actual game Karen because you, you've got it on uh, PC, but it, I wonder if there's a way that's like it's like a timer kind of thing. So at the end of each uh, bit of dialogue, it waits like three seconds and then pr- progresses itself onto the, right. the next bit. So instead of having to push X all the time, because there might only be like one word that, is, that someone says, like yeah, or right, and then you got to push it again and then you push it again. It's um, and I, I know that kind of makes it somewhat very minor interactive but if it's a very passive experience i feel like maybe there's there would be it would be good to have that just so you can sort of almost just watch it in a way um but you know i don't know if people would want that and maybe it's just me because i'm just a bit lazy at pushing uh x and that i think if i was like playing on a mobile device that would make me anxious that i like can't look away from the screen mm um maybe but yeah. yeah i don't know just yeah but um yeah so the game i'll be honest i kind of played it in between the ads of MasterChef. <laughs> um so i got a very uh disjointed uh take on the on the story but it's pretty yeah, it's set in like it's set in a melbourne cafe called the terminal where both the living and the dead can go um yeah it looks from from what i can gather the owner or the owners um, are struggling somewhat, like financially, because they're um, there's a there's a like a brief sequence where they talk about cutlery, and she's like, "Oh, we, we can't afford that this month," kind of thing. And um, the main or the first interaction you sort of have is with this guy who's newly dead, and he rocks up at the cafe, and he kind of freaks out because he's dead and stuff. And yeah, it's just there's a lot of I mean well it's a visual novel so there's like a lot of dialogue and stuff but then that's pretty much as far as I sort of got um is he he and uh the main Maddie I think the main character is and and this guy just sort of chat and he sort of asks about you know what do people ask we you know you know what do people do when like when they're dead kind of thing and she explains it well you've only got like 24 hours and he freaks out about that and then yeah then we sort of get it starts to introduce like new characters or other characters um and that's it that's basically where i'm i'm up to uh, i don't know i was pretty keen to to check it out because it's because it's set in melbourne and made in melbourne and we i did that big um made in australia piece on route 59 games but i don't know if it's grabbing me enough to to want to keep playing um, it is so a very specific to, type of game yeah i mean i I think I don't know. I, maybe I got to play it properly so I don't. Because yeah, like I said, I was playing it like in between the ads of sort of Master Chef there, so it was like you know, I'd play it for two minutes, then I'd be down for ten or whatever. Um, 
I did I did play for maybe twenty minutes at, at work the other day, so uh, that's yeah. It was, but again, it was just all like it was all dialogue. It was just and I kind of because I was sort of half paying attention to what I should have been doing at at work. Um, shout out to work if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, it was before my shift. Well, before I started my shift, my shift had technically started, but I mentally hadn't started. So, um, but yeah, it's it seems fine, but I just I don't know if it's my kind of game. So yeah, I'd, I'd be keen to see what you guys think. Uh, I know Dylan's doing the review for us. Um, so yeah, that should be up this week soon. Uh, I've, speaking of Dylan's reviews in games that he's played and I've played, uh, I also checked out a game he reviewed today. Uh, called Little, uh, Little Reaper, mm. uh, which is also made by Melbourne-based team. I think. I think it's. I, th- I think. I think they're Melbourne-based team. Um, called Little Reaper Games. So, this is a game that he was pretty keen for at PAX. I think we spoke about it last week, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we, we got a couple of codes so that he has finished it and did not really rate it. Uh, I believe he gave it a four and a half out of ten, which is, yeah, not not great. Uh, and then Dylan Blight, um, this is basically the Dylan podcast. Um, Dylan Blight over at Explosion Network gave it, I think, a three and a half. So from the two reviews that I've seen, it's... Um, basically, if your name's Dylan, uh, <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother playing it. I mean, yeah, like I've played a bit. Um, at first, I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but... Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, bit avo, eh? Um, You're allowed to say shit on the podcast. Also, I would say shit. I don't think I don't think it's shit because it's obviously you know it's made by like four. Yeah, three or four people. Um, clearly, learning, budding developers. So I, I don't really want it. Yeah, I don't want to slam it too hard, but it, yeah, it, it definitely lacks a lot of everything that makes a game good could be worse um, it could be anthem could be worse it could be troll and i um but like it's yeah it's, it's fun enough i think the biggest thing for it and let me just confirm this before i do say this let me just double check steam very quickly um oh no someone told me it was 30 bucks no, it's it's 19.50 so it's 22.95 normally it's actually 2020 um, thank you very much i definitely say that's probably asking a bit too much um even at 20 bucks um but yeah check out the little reaper review um if you like it's basically a a side-scrolling platformer uh dylan's bread and butter and yeah if he didn't like it then well could be no hope for the little reaper it's grim anyway uh should we talk reviews now because i think that's pretty much all that i've played oh no yeah i started ghost of tsushima so we'll talk about that i guess um adam you've uh, you're the one who was super keen for it tell us what you think so far yes um i've still not played anywhere near as much of it as i would like to have um mm. i had two weeks off school um smack bang when we were thinking that we were going to get the code for it and then I got the code and then instantly had to go back to school, which was uh, a bit of rough timing, but I've, I've sunk a few hours into it, or m- probably more than a few now. Um, but obviously my expectations were pretty high. 
because uh, I've been talking about it for the last year and a bit or however long it's been. Um, I wasn't immediately sure that my expectations were going to be met. Like I wasn't, I didn't play it for, you know, 20 minutes and instantly I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted from it. Um, but after a, a couple of hours, I, I was, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, graphically, like it is, it is unreal. You're, you're having a, a sword fight under like a blossoming tree is the, the sun setting and stuff. It's like, it is, it's incredible. The game looks and sounds for that matter, just fantastic. Um, but the combat just, it didn't gel with me at first, I think because I was so shit at it and it can either make you feel like an absolute badass samurai or like a clumsy idiot. And it, I was definitely the latter for a good long while. Um, yeah, it took just me get good, mate. Hey, just get good. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. The, the main part of that came down to the camera and not having a lock on function, which I spent longer than I'd like to admit looking through the, the settings to try to find what button was lock on, um, before I just realized that there wasn't one. Um, and that frustrated me at first, but I, as I got used to it, it just kind of made sense that you had to be aware of your surroundings and it was kind of forcing you into that mindset. Um, so yeah, I, I quickly got used to that, but yeah, overall it is, it's phenomenal. Like the, the game is excellent and I'm having yeah a ridiculous amount of fun with it. The horse riding is also much better than Witcher 3 coming off the back of that. Oh God. <laughs> doesn't doesn't it's not a, a high precedent to to beat but fuck it is a thousand times better going going straight from witcher to to this it is like nine day it's fantastic um but yeah no uh, i'm loving it i love the the characters that was one of the main things i was kind of iffy on going into it from snippets they'd shown and trailers like it didn't seem like it had a huge amount of character to it um but i was pleasantly surprised with some of the characters you have a bit of banter back and forth which i just wasn't expecting at all um and yeah i've been endeared to the characters a lot more than i thought i was going to straight straight off the bat so that was a nice little surprise as well um i think i think yeah if i was gonna have any critique on it so far it would be that when you're in combat with more than maybe three or four people it can get a little bit clunky here and there um i suppose without that lock on it just it can get a bit frantic in maybe the wrong way um some of the like liberating camps and stuff like that more when you're fighting with friendly ai there's there's one um one particular bit that i did today that you have to uh you have to protect a certain amount of people and it i had to redo it a few times just because it just it was frustrating because you have to revive certain people and protect others and there's just a lot going on and it got a bit out of control um again that could just be me being shit at the game still um but it did feel a little bit clustered um but yeah aside from that i mean any game that lets me do a standoff and slice three guys in half in the span of like five seconds is is pretty high on my radar Nice. Uh, just a quick shout out to Craig for uh, <laughs> every fucking departing week. the fucking chat again. 
I bored I bored him out of recording. That's <laughs> fucked, isn't it? Um, Sorry. Nah, he's, he's leaving to go play Ghost of Tsushima. There you go. Yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I was that, I was that convincing. Missing. Nice. Um, very cool. Is it is it meeting your expectations? Yeah, I think after after like an hour of being a bit frustrated with combat, it is actually meeting expectations. I think mainly just traversal and getting around the ridiculously beautiful world. And yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. And you get to get naked and have a have a sit in some hot springs. Fuck so that's yeah, pretty you great. Do. I've done that through like talk three talk or four times the, now. It's pretty talk fucking about excellent. The samurai ass, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I was um. Ask I've seen a Jordan pre podcast. Like, I put a lot of effort into seeing if I could, like, trick the game into photo mode during those parts. <laughs> but with no success, unfortunately. Trying to get the, the samurai cock on screen. Absolutely. Trying to get the sword and the sheath. Hey. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work there, mate. Nicely done. Uh, it, it's the hot dog and the donut. <laughs> wow. Um. All right, cool. Uh, Jordan, how are you finding it? You've been playing. Have you? You probably finished it. No, I haven't. I've been uh, spending a lot of time just exploring the world. You know, just walking and appreciating all the art and the environments. Um, there were a few things I noted, like uh, when you do a lot of the side quests for a game that doesn't have waypoints. It has a lot of waypoints. Mm. Um, and. I really don't like the the hard customization because it's either you have everything on screen or you have virtually nothing, which I don't like. I just wanted the waypoints gone. That was it. And if I put it on expert mode, I basically don't see a thing. So it's a bit annoying. And I found myself not using the guide uh, guiding winds a lot just because it kind of got in the way of exploring the world in a, in a similar fashion to uh, in a similar fashion to waypoints, really. But I'm still. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm just all the little details, like when you walk on like beds with um with leaves and petals and stuff on it, how they lift up behind you and go with the wind, yep. or you know even being able to clean your katana and then put it back appropriately after a fight, all that stuff. Ah, oh, it's it's so beautiful, and ah, oh, I'm absolutely adoring it. My my biggest complaint though is the goddamn camera. It's pile of junk. Nice. I have a question. You have an answer. Um, this is how yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I, I guess this is. Yeah, Adam probably can't. Well, can't answer this yet. But Kieran and Jordan, do you prefer Ghost over The Last of Us? Yes. Oof. Yes. Ah, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, in in like they're different games, yeah. And, it, it is it is very it's unfair to compare them. In in the way that like we've I think we've spoken about this before, but like I've platinum the game and I still want to just keep going back and mm. playing it, and that's like rare for me for starters. Um, and I don't think I would feel the same. Like when PS Five comes out, if between the two, Ghost is the one I'm going to be replaying. Okay. Did you you platinumed Last of Us here? Technically, yes. What? I platinumed it on a console that was offline, 
and then oh, and then right. died. Uh, so my platinum got lost to the ether. Ah, <laughs> uh, can you get my back? condolences? Or nah, do you have to do it all? I have again? to do it all again. All right, Fuck, that's bad. What if I fix the console for you? Um, no, I fixed it myself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. So yeah, I've started. I've started it. I've played. I think I've just got my horse. No, I'm just part. I think I've just got my horse. No, that can't be right. No, I've just um, done the uh, like the first cutscene fight that you lose. Sure. Okay. Early days. Yeah. 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 So I'm very, very early into it. That's the end of the game. Um, I started it. Kind of, I started it the other night when I was a little bit tipsy um so when i played it the next day i kind of remembered fuck all about like the buttons and <laughs> shit like that so um not gonna lie it sounds like you're a bit more than a little bit well tipsy. no i was just like how like what's fucking block and parry shit again like um but no it's it, it seems good so far i don't i yeah i think i think already i i can tell that the last of us is more my kind of game than this one is um but the samurai stuff is cool, and I think my first thought was like, "Fuck, I want a new Onimusha." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but no, I'm, I'm definitely keen to to play more. I do. Uh, so, question for all of you: Who, I think, well, Karen, I know your answer, but who played with? Uh, what did you go for? Um, uh, the voiceover. Japanese or what? Okay. I I tried Japanese audio, but the the lips, the, the know, lips right. it fucking killed me. Yeah, I couldn't it, do it, so I had to go back to, yeah, to English. Same. I really it, badly it, it wanted to really, do Japanese, but it, it threw really me so annoys bad. me. The only reason I stuck with Japanese is because I was exploring the world so much. It felt so much better to have yeah. everyone speaking Japanese. But I have had people tell me that they're actually using a lot of modern like um, slang and colloquialisms in the Japanese which is a bit jarring for people to actually speak the language because they're like, why are they speaking like today? Yeah. Even though it's many, many, many years ago. I had a, I had a friend that, um, that studied Japanese say a similar thing, but then she also said that they use um, terms that are only really used on or near that area. Um, like you wouldn't hear yeah. that on mainland Japan. But you'd hear it in like in a like a, a different dialect sort of thing. Mm, yeah. So it might it's a bit be like they Tassie in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I almost. <laughs> <laughs> I almost get the impression that like obviously they wanted to market the game heavily in Japan, so including a Japanese voice track was always going to happen. And then they were like, "Oh no, let's like make this part of like the thing as well. Like let's advertise this as a big thing and include it in the mm. English version of the game too." but didn't go mm. as far as like thinking about voice syncing or anything like that. Um, okay. So, Cause yeah, mm. I, I started in Japanese too. And then like I stuck with it for a while and yeah, eventually I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. It's, it's annoying me was... too much. The, yeah. the lip syncing. Yeah, and it's a weird like role reversal like of like how you used to watch samurai films and it would be the other way around. But yeah. Then it is actually. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've got it on Japanese subs. Uh, voiceover at the moment japanese subs um, wow and big brain yeah the the voice the voice acting i uh, sorry the voice the lip syncing is just it's out of control um i don't know if i can keep doing it but i think i'm gonna persist 
Uh, I am quite liking the actual Japanese voice acting. Yeah. Because I think I'm too busy reading the subtitles to to really pay attention to the lips too much. How's the size, Uh, mate? How's the size of the lips? Size is is good. Um, But the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I was listening to the giant bombcast today and they spoke about Ghost of Tsushima. You can all... You can already uh, guess what they thought about the game. So, because um, they fucking hate everything. No, they, didn't. they uh, quite liked it. But um, they did mention the, how bad the lip syncing was. And they, um, I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that um, they wonder if that when they did like a play test kind of thing, that the, the general, um, the wider appeal was obviously to have English vocals. Um, or voice acting so they made the lip syncing tailored to that rather than go the other way so for like a lot of like uh, like casual or like mainstream kind of players yeah who wouldn't you know dabble into the to the Japanese voiceover Mm. Um, yeah Uh, the other thing is that and I when when he said this I was like yeah he does like he um, one of the guys mentioned how they reckon that the English voice acting is actually like very good. Uh, Karen, Karen, you would have played the whole game, uh, and you've played it with both. Yeah, but, but they reckon that the Japanese one is very gruff, like very like samurai gruff kind of thing. Mm. Uh, um, what's your uh, take on that, mate? Uh yeah, I guess. Yeah, cool. Thanks, mate. Uh, You're welcome. To, just wanted to verify. Just making that. sure I'm still here. No, I, I, I get what you're you're saying though. Like it, it. It gives the character a different feel. Like I had it mm. on, I had the Japanese voiceover on for like, like I said, for maybe an hour, uh, and that was from the from the big, the start of the game. So you get mm. one sort of a feel for for Jin, and then when I flicked it over, he instantly felt a lot softer, I suppose, because he is far the softer spoken. Mm. Um, but it does change the the whole feel of the character quite a bit. Obviously, the things he's saying are more or less the same, but just the the delivery definitely changes yeah. yeah yeah it changes your, your perception of him a little bit i suppose mm. um but yeah we'll move on from uh from ghost i'm keen to play more i don't know if it's gonna get in front of red dead redemption 2 though i don't know if it's got got me hooked enough to uh risk my pledges just yet do it risk it but we'll yeah see. do it i can't i don't i don't play that bullshit game what have you got me uh all right risk let's it. jordan uh, talk to me about Death Stranding on PC. Oh, well. Tell me about that widescreen monster energy. Uh, oh, that was good. Okay. Okay. If we're going to start with that, it's really weird in its ultra wide support. It mostly supports ultra wide, but like the last two or 3% of the screen isn't supported. So you have these really thin black bars on the side, which makes no sense. Just move your head closer to the screen, mate. Easy fix. Speaking of black bars, <laughs> how good's the order? I'm about to break your heart. And that's on, it. So that's it. Keep uh, that in mind. <laughs> I do. But, no, so Adam, you'll be pleased to know that even though I went in thinking I probably wouldn't like the game, I'm absolutely loving it. Yes. And mm. I have no idea why. Yes. I just am. That's the greatest appeal of it. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I would have I, um, I th- thought that you wouldn't have liked it, to be honest. Same. I thought you were going to hate it. I thought I was going to hate it too, but I think it has a lot to do with the music because, god damn, the soundtrack. The yeah. soundtrack. Oh. I didn't feel it. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, the soundtrack's yeah. unreal. To be fair, Zach. To be fair, Zach. To be fair, Zach. 
You have a characteristically <laughs> bad taste in music, Eat along with my your games. Jorts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, it runs quite nicely. Uh, it, it is very, very taxing on hardware. My system keeps it at around 65 frames, which, you know, it's no 2 million frames a second, but, you know, I'll live with it. But no, it's actually, it's pretty good. Um, Unfortunately for Kieran, it seems like there isn't actually a Norman Reedus penis. Uh, uh, so disappointed. So, yeah. But I've been having a, a grand old time. Have you chucked a head crab uh, on yet? No, not yet. I haven't gotten that far through. I got distracted by some game set in Japan. Um, <laughs> but there, there are some weird things. Like for a PC version, it's very bad with its display support and... I'm, it kind of concerns me about the display support for um, Horizon Zero Dawn. If it's like an engine-bound thing, I hope it isn't because uh, they—they with PC games you generally have three display modes. You have full screen, borderless full screen, or windowed. Um, full screen means that it minimizes every other window in the computer to make sure that the game runs as best as possible. Borderless full screen just treats it like a window, except you don't see the um, you don't see the bar, so it's basically full screen, but you can click in and out of it really easily. And then you have window, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but Death Stranding has full screen, which is actually borderless full screen, and it's weird. Like I can imagine people that want to like downsample the game. So, like, they want to run a lower resolution, uh, sorry, a higher resolution on their low resolution display. They can't unless they set their desktop to be that resolution, which is a bit annoying. But what will you do, I guess? There's nothing I can do. Actually, I could probably do something. But still, um, yeah, overall, it's a pretty, pretty solid port. I do want to give it some, some more time before I write anything definitive on it. Uh, I'm also figuring out how to script it so I can get a benchmark going, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, really liking the game more than I thought I would. That's what mm. I like to hear. Would you say it's on par or just as good as, or if better than Metal Gear Survive? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's as good as Metal Gear Survive, yeah, to be honest. It's rough. Yeah. Rough as that's yeah. rough. All right, cool. Let's move on to, I think, the only review we're going to be talking about this week, yeah? I think. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Nah, good talk, boys. Um, <clears throat> so I reviewed this week, uh, you'll see the review up on the website, a game called Roki. Insert. Cheers, yeah. Yay! Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is a game that I've been pretty keen for a while now. Uh, hits your Steam store on July 23, which is two days in the past. Um, we've spoken, spoken about it a bit, and actually, probably thankfully, the the main talk we had um, was lost. Was lost to the deleted episode. Oh, so we can, we can probably talk a little about it a little bit more than... So this one will be a deleted episode too, don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah cool. So, Roki, Kieran, you've been playing as well, so you can jump... Yeah, play a little bit, yeah. ...here and there. Um, 
how long have you played? How much have you played? How many hours you reckon? Uh, I'd say it wouldn't be much more than like an hour. Like it's okay. like it. That's that's been my week, just okay. starting things. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Um. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a um, indie game from Polygon Treehouse and United Label Publishing. Uh, Polygon Treehouse basically formed by two developers from Guerrilla Games. I think in the UK. Uh, I think I think that that arm of Guerrilla Games. Um, and United Label Gaming Games, sorry, is um, CI Games' indie label. And yeah, Roki's their first game, so both the studio and the publisher's first game. It is a narrative adventure um, that's got, it's got like a take on Scandinavian folklore uh, that plays very much like a fairy tale. So this game fucking rules. It rules my world. My whole world, all of it, um, and I'd rather play this than uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Shout out to uh, Wow, someone. Um, yeah, like these these kind of games. Just I just love these kinds of games. Um, so yeah, you you play as a girl named Tuve, and she is looking for her missing brother her missing younger brother, Lars, who has been kidnapped by the monster named Roki. Um, I won't tell you why he's been kidnapped, but you, you find out quite early on in the, in the game why he's been kidnapped, and he's been taken to, uh, I guess you could say, another dimension uh, through a portal. And, uh, yeah, Tuve sort of chases after him sort of at, at the start of the game. And... Yeah, you basically just just miss him as he goes through the portal, and yeah, your task is to now get this portal open again and to um, yeah, go through it and and to try and save save Lars. Um, the probably the this game is very sad. This is a this, guy, this is a very sad foundation uh, for a game. So very early on uh, at the game, like like pretty much right at the start, you find out that uh, Tuve and Lars's mother. Uh, is dead. She actually passed away while giving birth to Lars. Um, That's a spoiler. Nah, nah, because you find out like right. right it's like right five minutes in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's in like the. It's basically in the in the trailer too. Such a spoiler. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's so instantly you kind of there's this sadness like around the whole game and and just the way that um, Tuve is sort of presented to the. To you, it's like she's essentially she's the primary carer and like the mother, uh, like this mother figure to to Lars because uh, the death of the, of of the mother has really hit hit hard like on the family. So the father is basically you know an empty kind of shell of a of a person to a degree. Um, so yeah, it's like basically Tuve's job to kind of take care of of Lars. Um, so yeah, when when and you say and you kind of get the impression that she's. You know she's exhausted all the time. You know she's feeding him all the time, and it's pretty much what scraps they can kind of find because you know she's the one sort of yeah doing, looking after uh, Lars. You know she and she's only a kid herself, so you know it's a big big burden to uh, take on. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of why when when Lars goes missing because uh, they have such a strong bond because uh, you know Lars doesn't have any other sort of motherly figure. It, it's kind of a big deal and. Instantly, you definitely feel 
invested and and um, and you know sort of connected to these characters. But yes, the game uh, the gameplay essentially plays out like a point and click game, but it's more of a modern take on it. So instead of like pointing in a direction for someone to to walk, you can control Tuve and you know walk around and stuff. But there there is that sort of exploration of the world and interacting with items and uh, combining items together to to use somewhere else and you know to yeah so you find items to basically solve puzzles throughout the world um but you're in this kind of magical fo- uh, forest that you stumble upon kind of uh when you walk into this ancient sort of mythical kind of tree uh and you wake this tree up and yeah it sort of explains to you that you know you're in this forest and you need to open the portal and you got to do got to do this to sort of get this portal open so you kind of have an idea of where you're going, or uh, sorry, like what you need to do, uh, and then yeah, so it's up to you to sort of um, go on this journey and and open the portal. And in this forest, there's a whole bunch of like magical creatures. So there's trolls and there's uh, like wolves and other other creatures and stuff there. And it's all it's kind of a very simplistic design to it. Like it's not they're not like super detailed. You know, they're not like um, the clickers in um, in the last <laughs> you know they're, they're they're very kind of like bold colors, um, basic sort of design, but they're very like well done. Like they 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 all stand out and they're all they all look they all fit into this world that they've sort of made here. Um, but as we've sort of lightly spoken on previously, the the like the it's definitely like a part puzzle, part narrative kind of game. But where the narrative like just enhances a lot is thanks is through the sound design so all the narrative is sort of told through this this text on the screen so it's like i guess subtitles it's probably an easy way to describe them um but the voices even though the characters are voiced they're not speaking dialogue so it's not like hi i'm tuve i'm looking for my brother uh they just sort of utter these sounds or even words uh sometimes that that basically are full of different emotions and that uh, that emotion that they sort of say this word or this sound in it sort of it tells you like what they're feeling or you know their reaction to this whatever that they're interacting with so like um pretty early on in the game you you come across this um old like sort of church and there's like a like an old sort of um almost like a little small cathedral kind of thing in the court in like in the churchyard and you look at this this bust on on the actual um, little on the side of the building there, and Tuve will just say like Lars, but like in a real real sad way because it sort of it reminds her of her missing brother and yeah. And then there's another time where like you'll you'll find something on on the ground, so you'll find something exciting or new or whatever, and she'll go whoa, like you know just or you'll see a, car- a, a creature and she'll be like impressed and excited and wowed by it and. All the just the way that they've done, they've ingrained this, uh, as I've coined it, sort of emotional gibberish into the sound design to sort of tell you this narrative. I mean, you can, you know, you, you know, you definitely need to read what's on the screen as well. Like you don't just rely on the sounds, but yeah, it's just it just helps heighten the overall immersion of the um, of the narrative. Um. Yes, that's the, the best part, and then, then the soundtrack as well. The I mean, we were talking about soundtracks before, but this is this soundtrack is it's it's like it's minimal, but it's super sad, and all the 
all the key moments of this game are uh, enhanced by this soundtrack and and this sound design. Like they they like work in tandem just to create this incredible like just experience. Um, and if you like adventure games, or it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, when it comes to the puzzles, pretty straightforward. Pretty you know you've played a if you played a point and click game before, you've you've had puzzles like this. Good thing about these puzzles is they're not sort of um, which is pretty common in these kinds of games, but they're a bit more drawn out as well. So you might find uh, something early in the game that you don't use until sort of a bit later on in the game kind of thing. So you kind of pick up this item and you go, okay, well, you know, what the fuck is this for? And then eventually you'll get to a point in the game where you go, oh, it's got to be for, you know, for that, um, which is pretty cool. It's not just, you know, you're in one, one area and the puzzles are sort of confined to that area. They're kind of, the whole world is, the puzzles are sort of joined kind of... Um, uh, together and there's a lot of um walking a lot of like going back and back and uh, forth between it, it uh the, the different um areas and one thing that they help that mitigates that is these trees that i was talking about at first um it's actually like part of a system i guess you call it or part of a family um and it's yeah it basically says that the mother tree they haven't been connected to the mother tree for a while so you find the mother tree and then you actually end up connect, reconnecting all these trees together and they basically act as like a fast travel so you walk into a tree and you can go to different sort of portals and uh so you know it's like a quick fast travel to a different part of the the map uh, the map itself isn't isn't huge it's sort of only maybe a bunch of different areas but just the way that it's the design of it and the way it's all put together is it feels like you're playing a fairy tale, like storybook, uh, storybook kind of game. Um, it's just excellent. The only probably real downside I've got for it is it's probably a little bit too long. Uh, it clocks in at about 15 hours, which for this kind of game is not necessarily um, too long, but it depends on how they how they balance it, I guess. Um and I did play like about 15 hours in two days. So that might all have also uh, influenced this feeling, you know, slogging it kind of through in, in a way. But I was, you know, I was hooked the whole time. But there are, there are probably, there are three acts in the game. And then probably the second and the third act, there's probably one too many puzzles in those areas that they could maybe have shaved off and cut maybe a couple of hours out of it just to, just to sort of bring it, bring it back a bit because it does there is one point in the especially in the second in the second act um you basically have to get these ingredients to make uh things that you need to get to like progress and you kind of do i think you do two of them and on the second one i was like sweet now i can finally go and do this other thing that i've been wanting to do and the guy who makes the the thing or the person or the creature that makes the thing goes oh you also need to go and do this and you're you're like oh just let me fucking progress already kind of thing. So it's kind of one one puzzle, and it's, it's not like a, a huge thing. Uh, I mean, I was rushing to for, to get it out for the embargo, but yeah, like it's probably one puzzle too many that kind of just doesn't hurt it a lot, but it does sort of make it feel like it's a little bit too long. Uh, Kieran, from what you've played, from mm-hmm. how much have you played the difference? For, oh, yeah, because the whole start's different from the demo. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The show, actually, that's one thing that's very, very cool is they've kind of the demo was actually a very self-contained experience. So I kind of was like, oh yeah, I can pump through this part of the demo 
super quick. I've already done it before. Everything's different. So a lot of the puzzles... Is it the old Naughty Dog Los Angeles Yeah. Trick? So even though the, the solutions might be the same, the location of the items are actually different. So they've kind of, yeah, it's... It's, it's pretty cool because I was like, oh, this is actually going to be like all new kind of thing. Um, mm. Yeah, but from what you've played, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, like everything you said pretty much nails it. Um, so yeah, I'm up to like, for I don't know, this isn't going to help anyone but you, but I'm up to uh, like I just got my first kind of fast travel and I've sort of okay, done yeah. that, gone through that bit. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, what I've played from it, so far obviously it, it follows a lot of the staples of like point and click adventure games but it definitely feels more like on the adventure side of things yeah um and you you kind of have like a more tangible connection because you are directly controlling tuve um and yeah like 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 you said the sound design is amazing um and there's just yeah there's so many so many times where like the difference between reading the the dialogue, which is really well written and, and kind of gets across the emotion on its own, um, but the difference between reading that and on its own and, and having uh, Tuve and Lars and stuff like just gently emote while you're reading it definitely makes like such a difference. Yeah. Um, and and it's beautiful. Like the art is amazing. Um, like you said, it's kind of like it's all kind of blocked colors and shapes and stuff like to a degree mm. like it's still like it's 3d and it's still yeah. like quite detailed yeah. and stuff but like um it's kind of got this yeah like you said very very storybook kind of feel to it i think that really works um and i'm definitely intrigued to see where the story goes because it's pulled me in already for sure mm. yeah so there's yeah so there's, there's obviously reasons why uh, Lars has been kidnapped but the other thing um yes yeah, so just just on that sort of that sort of sound design is there are multiple ways that Although they're, uh, they might be all sad or excited or whatever, Tuve and that usually reacts to interacting with something in like a couple of different ways. Um, so I'll probably, I'll, like, you know, like quite often I was like, oh, I want to go back and feel that again, kind of thing, uh, just to see like another um, outpour of like of emotion, kind of thing. Um, and at the, I'll actually admit to you here on our podcast that I actually cried at the end of the game. Wow. Yeah, right. Um, not like... Do you want to put a laugh, a laugh track in there? Or? You can if you want. Um, <laughs> wouldn't... Wow. You know, they weren't like... I wasn't like pouring tears. It was just like a few... Like it made me like... The, just the music and just what what you experience like right at the very end. Just all the emotion that... Just this journey that like, Tuve's been on and you just go... Because part of the story is on Tuve facing her past. So she's blocked out a lot, a lot of like her mother's death kind of thing. And you uncover a lot of truths behind that. Um, and some of it's just like, it's real, like it's heartbreaking, like to, to, to read some and like to listen to some of this. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just very well done. Uh, yeah. So the only negative I had is probably the, the length. It's yeah. Probably one puzzle each act, probably too long. Um, so it's, I haven't fully, I haven't settled on a score yet, but it's either a nine or a 9.5. Um, Damn. It, it's on PC. Well, now when you're listening to this, it is coming to switch. I really hope it comes to PlayStation cause I actually want to get, that's a platinum that I would definitely try and get. Nice. Um, and the puzzles are actually like, are, are really well done. Like they're, 
they kind of like some other games like in this sort of genre they kind of just have one set difficulty kind of thing like they're all kind of challenging or they're these kind of get harder as you sort of progress in a way which is quite good and then by the end of it so the, the third act i haven't written this in the review because it kind of just sticks out a bit but there's a there's a sort of a gameplay switch in the third act um which adds a complexity to these puzzles and you start playing as abby it's um <laughs> it's um yeah it's 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 very cool um and again it's just that 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 emotion is just it's it's hard to explain without you having played it and but yeah it's there's just so much emotion in in this game um and i really nice. think that if you're a fan of adventure games you should you should check it out um yeah so i give it my big tick of approval on the i've back. got yeah. two very quick questions for you no questions allowed sorry okay. no go for it uh first off with puzzles mm-hmm. and how you said that it's kind of the puzzles uh, go across the entire world. Like, mm. you know, there's a an item here that you can use there. Is it... Like, are you set out to find a certain item and you find it and go... You instantly go, oh, cool, now I can do this thing. Or is it full Monkey um, Island, like, bullshittery, where you're like, oh, this will come in handy at some stage, maybe? It's a little bit of both. Cool. So, yeah, so there are items that you find and you... Uh, it's probably three, yeah, probably three parts. It's probably like, yes, there's items that you go, yeah, I know what this is for. Uh, there's items that you go, okay, this is obviously something I need to use later. And then there's items that yep. sort of fit in between where you've gone, okay, there's an item I've got and something I need to do. This item clearly is um, that sort of joint, you know, the the joiner there. Um yeah, and just just quickly on the on the gameplay with the with the character interaction in the world with like the, with the creatures and stuff, uh, like Tuve befriends a lot of these creatures, but um, you know it ends up she ends up having to do favors sort of for them to kind of win, win their trust and and uh, earn their their help, um, and they're all kind of pretty cool little side missions, I guess if if you want to call it that. But that you know it's all tied into the to the one narrative, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're all quite, quite cool. I think that there's one, yeah, there's one, um, yeah, one quest I did quite enjoy. And I, I wonder if Kieran will bring it up when we talk about it, um, when he plays it. But, um, but even like, yeah, it's just, I just go, just go back on that emotion and that sound design. I just can't, I can't talk more, like, more often about it. It's just so, it's just so good. There's, it, there's an interaction with one of the trolls and just, the reaction from Tuve when the trolls dialogue on this on the screen is just he there little one. It's just like it's like heartwarming. And I know, I know it's probably a bit of a wanky thing to say, but just the way it just makes you kind of feel and just feel like you know these creatures are things that you know, they're gentle giants kind of thing. And yeah, it's just super well yeah, done. Nice. I'll st- I'll stop talking about it now. You no, 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 I've got one more question oh. for you. Okay, what's up? Uh, so it's a Dark Knight situation. I'm the I'm the Joker in this situation, and I've taken Roki into one building, and I've taken Trooper Brook into another. Oh, you Brookie, have... easy. And, easy. Oh, okay, cool. Well, okay, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> not even a that's not even a question. What is a question? Because I answered it. But um, yeah, no, that would be it'd be Roki every day of the week. Like I actually, I've been yeah, out right. and bought I've bought the soundtrack for this. Uh, I'm contemplating the vinyl. Um, Do it. But I don't have a record player. But uh, yeah, it's just. 
It's fucking good. So good. Zach hasn't it's... Zach hasn't cried at the end of the game at the, at the end of a game since Carlton last played. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually very good because they lost after the siren this week. Fucking hell! Why did you bring that up for? I don't even um, know what's going on in football. I don't lost, follow that. So, so so they were winning this weekend, right? And then the team that they that they played, Port Adelaide, had a shot after the siren. Kick a goal, they win. Kick a point, and they lose. They kicked a fucking goal. Heartbreaking. I stopped Rough. listening. Hmm. All right, let's let's uh, move on. Um, news. There's probably not a lot of news to talk about this week because a lot of it's probably going to happen tomorrow. Uh, the the Xbox um, event. But there are a couple things we can talk about. Um, sorry, excuse me. Uh, the excuse me again. Sorry. Wow. The one of the main things that's uh, came out this week is uh, we've seen this on press start, but uh, ten minutes of gameplay from Sucker Punch's cancelled project um, got leaked or got shown off or whatever. Um, so that's worth checking out if you want to check out a cancelled project. There, I haven't seen it. It's bookmarked to go back and watch it. I don't think any blokes have seen it. Have you? Yeah, I've, I've skimmed watch. kind of through oh, it. I, I I thought you said before you didn't give it a watch. No, I yeah I watched it. Oh, well, that's fucking made me look like a bit of a doofus, hasn't it? Um, what do you think? And the last hour hasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously it was not a finished product, so it looked a bit rough. Um, but the concepts in it did seem really cool, so I I'd be okay with it popping up. You know, mm. down the track. I highly, highly doubt that it will. Um, mm. But yeah, just the concepts in it seemed pretty sick. Uh, and if they were to give it a more, you know, modern coat of paint, I think I think it could be really cool. Kieran, would you uh, would you make of it? Um, yeah, I'm in agreement. Like I like I dig. Like yeah, I only kind of skimmed the gameplay footage, but like the <laughs> setting seems really cool. And you can definitely tell that it's like an early version of what they kind of eventuated with Ghost of Tsushima and a lot of the uh, gameplay stuff. You can see kind mm. of like flashes of, of the same systems that they use, which is, mm. it's kind of a cool insight. Um, and it's cool to see that, you know, they were working on something that wasn't completely scrapped in some small ways. Um, but yeah, no, like if, you know, in a, in a world where that came out, uh, I'd still be happy to play it, I reckon. Nice. Yep. Um, there was a game announced. I think it was over the weekend, uh, called Gamer Girl, an FMV <laughs> game. Um, and this was pretty much uh, posted on PlayStation's social medias, I think, and then basically deleted not long after um, because it looked fucking trash. Um, I haven't actually seen the trailer. I'm not sure if it's been uploaded again somewhere else online or whatever, but. Yeah, I've just seen it from the amount of hate that it is sort of copped, and probably rightly so, on um, online. Yeah. And it's my mate, Wales Interactive. Oh no, You're they're doing made, made a scare, made a, made, a, made a scare. Fuck. Um, yeah, who did anyone manage to see this? I saw yeah. it, and I just you pre ordered past it. it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not you, mate. Come on, it's no, no hentai, no pre order for me. Yeah, fair. Imagine Rocky porn. Well, not Rocky. That's a bit weird. Oh, no, fuck. Um, what? I meant like the art style. Raw, 
Rule 34, mate. What's that? <laughs> oh, no. Just don't. You know what? Search it up right now. Nah, too far. Um, <laughs> cool, yes, that game looks trash. Um, yeah. Spider-Man Miles Morales will have a 4K 60fps mode on PS5. Jordan, is that get Not going to lie. When I first saw this news, mm. I was just scrolling through Twitter and uh, it was an IGN video, very poorly edited. It says Miles Morales won at 4K 60fps. I'm like, good for him. That's pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's, that's all right. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But that's, I'm not even as like as much of a joke as that is. I legitimately thought that at first because it was poorly worded. Mm. But yeah, now this is awesome. I hope that it's a, a standard going forward for the games. Not necessarily 4K 60 FPS because that is a big ask. But at least the 60 FPS mode in every game. Yeah, yeah. By this point, there is no reason for it to not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... so. Just on 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 that, um, yeah, she just reminded me. But on the game, on the giant bomb, uh, giant bombcast, they mentioned about this, and I think it might be Jeff who t- brings it up. I can't remember exactly, but it basically says that this is a bit of a shit thing. Um, so his thoughts are basically that these systems, these games that are tailored for these systems, should run at this this specs already not have to make players sort of choose what do you uh, about? yeah i don't so think that's like a fair ask though because like obviously with every new generation of console like the return you get on the increase in power it becomes less and less mm. and like to expect a like a big boost in graphical fidelity and like features and effects and stuff and then also expect the system to do double the rendering at double the speed is like uh, unrealistic, I think. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't really know what the what the demands are on the on the hardware. Like, I mean, sure, if, if games look the same, thing, yeah. then yeah. yeah. But like, obviously, people are going to want them to look better. So mm. there's an expectation yeah. there. And like, my, my my interpretation of it is like the the non sixty fps mode is basically going to be the version that has ray tracing. Yeah, that's what it and seems like. And if you're like. someone that expects ray tracing in a console to run at sixty frames per second. You're uh, you're cooked, mate. Ray tracing barely runs at sixty frames a second on the most powerful PC hardware. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Oh, there you go. Take cop that giant bomb. Um, Untitled Goose Games getting a collector's edition physical copy and a vinyl. Sure is. Uh, who's going to buy this? And it comes in a very cool cardboard I have... um, case too. Yeah. Yeah, we had this discussion on um on Twitter yeah. um about how that case is exactly what the PS5 cases should have been. I know. How good does it look? <laughs> yeah. Um look, all I'm saying is if it doesn't come with a goose that makes your life hell, what's the point? Well, yeah. I have Bernie. I don't know. Just get a pet. Anyway, um <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh <laughs> I've pre-ordered that the Have you really? the vinyl and the the physical. Even though I told myself I wouldn't buy any more stupid limited physical games, I couldn't. I just want to see it. I just want to hold that yeah. and and think about the future that we could have had. Um, <laughs> and so I did an order for those two, and also for the the bug snacks vinyl. 
Uh, I saw that. Bug snacks. Your boy. So that so that that game got sorry that song got released. Yeah. Sure did. How many times did you listen to it, Kieran? Um, I think the more accurate question is how much time have I not listened to it for? Ah, yes, good. Uh, which is zero. Yeah, zero. Are you listening to it right now? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it in the background. <laughs> uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition and Battletoads reboot look to be coming soon. This is on Press Start. They say that the Australian Classification Board, as usual, because they're always bloody writing shit. I guess that's, that's their job. job. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, what pricks, eh? Um... And it's just ahead of the Xbox first party uh, showcase tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, they're basically being rated in Australia. So maybe a release date is on the cards. Um, I feel like there's more news, but there's nothing really that's come to sort of mind. Oh, um, so that Chinese uh, Breath of the Wild ripoff, Genshin Impact, just got announced that uh, it'll be releasing before October. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see how this one I want to play that. To see. Yeah, it looks pretty decent. And I've been seeing... um, Because I got some friends that have been playing the previous game from that developer. And it's actually pretty not terrible. It's always good. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Yeah. What is their previous game ripoff? Um, I guess it would be like... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It'd be almost like DMC, but like oh. in a near automata world. Oh, okay. Cool. Hmm. And they've got like high production cutscenes because they've just taken all the uh, animators from Japan. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, all right. The very last bit of news, I guess we may as well wrap it up unless there's anything else you want to talk about news wise. Oh, there's Mafia gameplay coming out tonight. Um, I'm not sure if that was announced previously that it's coming tonight, but it's already leaked. Uh, As everything does. A little tiny, tiny, little tasty NDA to get that. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Not going to lie. Mafia, I've not played it, so I can check that out. But uh, probably the coolest, or one of the coolest things that we've done um, is there's actually a studio and game announcement coming uh Actually, a few hours after we record, actually in one hour, in less than one hour, um, that we were lucky enough to be involved in. So I actually got to interview the creative director and I think the CEO of the studio, I think, um, from from memory is correct. Uh, but yeah, it's a new studio called Far From Home. Uh, oh, Spider-Man! <laughs> they're a Polish uh, developer. And their first game, which is codenamed Project Oxygen, is in development for uh, PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Um, yeah, so the team is uh, made up of uh, basically members who have worked, uh, developers who have worked at Techland, CD Projekt Red, and some other notable Polish um, studios. I'll quickly read, whip through this press release here because uh, we may or may not have something up at Embargo. Um, you can blame Roki for that. Where are we? All right. 
uh, so it just says, Welcome aboard Project Oxygen. While specific details of their first game are still a guarded secret, certain elements have seen the light. Players will embody a lone scientist exploring an ecologically ruined and evolved Earth after humanity failed to fight off their own demise. To allow for a deeper immersion in this unique world, the game will be set in first person and will be built around a strong survival game loop that will require players to regularly venture deep into the dangerous unknown. Exploration survival exploration survival and success will strongly will be strongly tied to each player's technological advanced Zeppelin airbase that will allow which sorry, Zeppelin airbase that they will be able to pilot, upgrade and customize. This Zeppelin will, will be the player's main lifeline and refuge against the inhospitable world raging below and around them. Um, Unreal Engine, uh, the story so far, at, at a pe- at sorry, at the peak, uh, fuck that right up. At the peak of a global ecological disaster, humanity was pushed towards the sky as Earth had become increasingly in inhabitable, inhabitable. What? That that might be the intro. Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> that word actually oh, confused me. I can't even say it. I'm looking at it. Not not inhabitable. Oh, inhabitable. There you go. Inhabitable. Wow. That's made my day. Thank you. It's not Zach's fault. He's not in his natural habitat. Yeah, wow. <laughs> oh. no, 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 it's it's habitable to it. In a desperate oh. bid to survive, to survive, people created monstrous. Sorry, oh, fuck, I'm shit at reading time. People created monstrous <laughs> makeshift towers to rise above the inhospitable. Because that word was right above in inhabitable oh, or whatever I said. Before, <laughs> um, above the inhospitable layer of toxic fumes. From here, they would rebuild society, create a staging base for research, and try to undo the, the disaster below. Inevitably, they failed. It remains a mystery. However, a small group managed to survive and escape. Now, 100 years later, after a vicious and newly evolved ecosystem lives and flourishes in the toxic dust covering the earth, while the empty towers of humanity's last stand crumble above, it is then that one lone human returns and the story of Project Oxygen begins. Um, yeah, I won't go back. In, uh, I, won't, I won't, won't read any more, but yeah, you kind of get the idea, maybe, even though I fucked half of it up. Uh I feel like this game is probably going to be maybe more Adam's thing than anybody else here. Wow. Um, well, Adam, Adam does love inhabitable things. <laughs> more than anything else. <laughs> Inevitably <laughs> inhospitable habitats. Say that like five times. No, I can't. I can't say <laughs> it once, mate. I don't even want to think about that word. Um, but, so, yeah, I got, I got to interview the creative director and the... Um, CEO. So one of the questions I asked was if, if you were to compare Project Oxygen to any current game, uh, even just loosely, what game would it be? Uh, they kind of waffle on for a bit here. Shout out. Uh, but they go games like Subnautica, Green Hill, Raft, The Long Dark, and even Oxygen Not. Uh, sorry, Oxygen Not Included are all major influences um, for what they're looking to do. I, I feel like that's that gameplay loop is kind of more Adam's thing, maybe? I felt like you yeah, like I can that. Yeah, that for sure. Um... Yeah, but I will have an interview. Well, probably won't be a direct Q and A. It'll be maybe a piece that I mix a bit of this into. But um, yeah, like the questions of, uh, sorry, the answers I've got are, are pretty interesting, and I'm definitely keen to see where this, how this project unfolds. It's got some pretty cool key art. Um, that's pretty much the only image I've got. But yeah, um, 
I did ask a question sort of like you gave me, Adam, you kind of inspired me for this question and even um, Kieran kind of uh, inspired me as well. But the survival genre isn't known for its heavy focus on narrative, yet Project Oxygen sounds like there will be a big focus on sort of narrative. How, uh, however, this will this be told in a traditional sense or will players uh, get the lore and the history from exploring the earth and its remains? And they basically say that they're just uh, deciding on how this will work. Um, but he thinks that the onus will be more on the on the quality of the story versus how we'll actually present it. And then there's more there. But yeah, you can check out mm. this article probably by the time this potty goes live, hopefully, if I get fucking 10 minutes of free time to write something that's not murky. Um Yeah. Let's move on to, unless you've got any questions or anything, anything you want to say about Project Oxygen. Sounds tight. Yeah, I'm keen to hear more about it. And again, just another Polish developer. They fucking love it. That's like that, that's all they do. They just make games. I don't know anything else. That, what other jobs do they have in Poland? I think that's it. Yeah. Um. It does. There, there actually is a slightly funny story in here that no, I won't read. Uh, it just it just basically says they're showing off their game or their vertical slice or whatever or something kind of like the vertical slice to a bunch of things and. It was like a two or like a day or two after everyone had just played like Cyberpunk, <laughs> so they were kind of like fuck. Like, do these people even care? Because all the, all their brains are around Cyberpunk. Anyway, uh, let's go off topics. Uh, who's got any off topics this week? I want to switch out one of my pledge games. Wow, oh. really off topic. So it came um, out of nowhere. You're gonna have to wait till next week. Um. No, go for it. Can we just delay that till after the ch- challenge is complete? Mm. <laughs> no, let's let's hear it. Let's let's hear the uh, offer. So, the offer I want to play Titanfall two. Okay. the The story for that is not particularly long six to seven hours. Mm. Now, there's another game that's currently in my pledge list that's around six to seven hours. What's that? And it's the Order eighteen eighty six. No, you can't do that. <laughs> but I, I fucking, I've been wanting to play Titanfall for a good long while, and it's been sitting there. It's it's even downloaded on my PS4. Also, the it's... order is fucking not as long as Titanfall Two. You should be well, punished. I... You should have to play the, the Titanfall Two for even suggesting that. What are you saying? That it's longer or shorter? Titanfall Two is longer. Yeah, the order is way shorter than... Oh, I'm, just, I'm just going off how good to beat, in fairness. How, yeah, how good to beat. Love that game. Shout well, out. the reason it says so long is because they fell asleep halfway through. Nah. <laughs> well, if it's if it's longer than... I mean, you can't deny me then. No, I'm denying. Bullshit. You can't you both. just... Mate, the order's like four hours. Yeah. Yeah, just play time I don't want to play... I don't want to play the four hours. Don't be a little bitch. You you probably play it and you'll like it. That's what you're afraid of, isn't it? Actually, that, that that's it. I've cracked it. I've cracked the case. You're afraid to like the order. Well, I don't want to admit to you that I fucking liked it. Fine. You might <laughs> well, have, you there might be something to that. You say that you didn't that. like it, and then just say say off the record when Zach isn't here that you liked it. I'm no, because you know for a fact he'll come on the podcast and be like, "He didn't tell me. He told me not to to tell you this, boys." But uh, Activate, he actually liked. The order no, 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 no. You, you tell everyone but him off the record. Ah. Nah, I still don't want to play it. So you want to switch out? I'm going to switch it out. 
I'm like, you know that Kanye, that Kanye GIF where he shakes his head? That's me right now. <laughs> How about he can switch it out, but it has to be on the hardest difficulty. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Don't it's do that. It's honestly not that hard. If you want to dog the order like that, but, if you want to dog my boy See, but I want him to play Eternity, the last unicorn. Oh, I cannot, I cannot describe how little I want to do that. <laughs> I want him to play the water. <laughs> the game looks like it's just such trash. Nah, I'm switching it. I'm switching it out. Actually, I'll play no, it on no, the no, 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 How's this suck? He can swap out the order for Eternity. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> Alright, um, if that's what you want, your request will be granted. It's done. But you've got no more wild cards left, just so you That's can right. lock it in. I'm happy with the others. I've locked it in. She's right. in. There you go. Two wild cards used. Actually, that's... Yeah. Jordan, you're going to use a wild card? And he probably finished all your Yeah, games. can I swap out the rest of my games for a fuckload of Monster Hunter? No. You can switch out your raids now that you've done them. No. For <laughs> of equal length. No. No. But no, I don't, I don't see myself doing any uh mm. any. I'm thinking about one. Wild cards. Thinking about it. You can stop out Red Dead too. Oh, well, I still, still got to play a game that's like a hundred fucking hours. So. Give us a well, tease, mate. What are you thinking on? I could always switch into Ghost, eh? It's about the same length. Fuck off! That's not a backlog. It just came oh, out, and it's not the same length. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> backlog. Fucking you just bought it. You dickhead. Stupid Seriously, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is as long as one of the animations mate, in Red Dead 2. By the time <laughs> I start playing Ghost properly, it'll be backlog material. Um, but <laughs> I'm thinking maybe the occupation gets 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 the chop. Interesting. Mm. But also, got- yeah, there's something that I'm thinking about, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you bloody tease. All right, All right so off topics. Uh, I don't have anything because I haven't watched anything apart from, yeah, MasterChef. That's basically all I've watched. Uh, how exciting. Shout-outs to whoever won. Um, yep, that was my... Uh, big big shout-outs. Off-topic week. I've been having a really weird issue with my internet, and only in Australia is this an issue. Hmm. It's faster it's than w- it should be. Wow. Well, speaking of but that... But the problem with that... Is that it's more inconsistent now. Nice. Which is a pain in the ass. I had I was doing one of the raids in Final Fantasy the other night and I got to seven thousand ping. Jesus Christ. Does that make you finish the raid faster? No. It made <laughs> it made it made me finish the raid seven seconds later. Jesus um, Christ. Be quicker to send fucking letters to them. Telling him what it you would want to be. Do. Yeah, I was yeah. say, okay. Just send Square Enix an email, be like, "Yeah, then my guy does this," and then wait for them to respond. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, Jordan. My speaker thing has kind of almost fixed itself. Oh yeah, it's doing it very, very rarely now. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Nice. Yeah. Uh, is that all we got? Yeah. Well, all my speakers and internet are fine. Fair. Well, I fucking brag about it. Yeah, well, yeah, my internet's still shit, so. Yeah, but you live in Tassie. Yeah, I do. Mm. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up there. Um, 
a couple things you can check out on the website this week if you haven't already. Some of them won't be out yet. Uh, Ash is reviewing Carrion, 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 uh, the digital devolver. Sorry, the devolver digital game, um, the reverse horror one. Uh, looks pretty cool from what I've seen. Adam, you're pretty keen for it. Uh, Ash will have a review. I think it's even tomorrow. Uh, he's doing that. Um, that's actually it that I can tell you about from reviews because the other stuff is um, embargoed. But um, the other thing you can read if you want to spend 10 to 15 minutes of your time getting to know myself a bit more is I put out a very personal um, article this week about how the PlayStation's music creation games basically forced me, strong-handed me, into buying a bunch of wigs and singing behind a bunch of different tracks <laughs> on my computer as a, as a as a teenager. Um, there is. I really thought that you're going to end that sentence differently into saying buying a bunch of wigs. <laughs> yeah, of I was expecting that as well. <laughs> yeah, the reality <laughs> is much worse. The photo <laughs> that would be far more normal. There is uh, photos of me in wigs um, that you can check out on the website. So don't don't miss out if you need some uh, material. To get you through. Um, if you um, if you ever needed argument, uh, argument. If you ever needed evidence to support the argument that video games ruin children, uh, <laughs> this is the article. It doesn't cause but, violence. It causes something far, far worse. Yeah. But uh, you've all read it, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Jordan. No. no. It's, it's Jordan? in my backlog. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sub Jordan's out of my games to read the article. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, now that you've read that article, do you? I haven't though. Not you. Has your has your opinion <laughs> changed, or is it enhanced? It's enhanced my negative opinion of you. Ooh. Fuck. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> rough. Bitch. Uh, but yeah, you can check out all that content on www.worldhyphenplay.com.au. Shout outs to all the listeners. Thank you. We appreciate it. Shout outs to. Uh, yeah, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Shout out to the inhabitants of the world. <laughs> Fucking, what is, what, what was that?